0: morning church try <coughs> to get that frog out it's good to see your smiling eyes again this morning um, <clears throat> okay uh, we're going to talk a little bit uh, in fact this morning I'm going to give you a little high school science lesson so sorry guys that just graduated you're going to go back there in a few minutes but uh, <clears throat> ask a question what did God create first when he created? Anybody have any idea? (laughs) Genesis 1-1 says in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Uh, God created first, he created time, space, and matter. These are the three areas that you and I live in. Uh, Without time, you can't have space and matter. Without matter, you can't have uh, time and space. Uh, They all three depend on one another. Uh, It says in the beginning, that's time. God created the heavens, that's space, and the earth, that's matter. And uh, God, uh, this is something a lot of people don't really understand about God. He's outside. His realm is outside of time, space, and matter because he existed before he created these things. Uh, And it says uh, in verse 2, the earth was formless and void, and darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was moving over the surface of the water. So we had the creation and we had God and, and also God in the, in the form of the spirit. Uh, uh, of course, the Trinity was there back then. But then uh, what are the first words uh, in the Bible uh, that are quoted as what God said? Anybody have an idea? A hint. First thing he said, this recording the Bible is let there be light. In Genesis 1 3 it says, <clears throat> Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light. It's interesting to note that uh, when God created light, it was before He created the sun and the Moon and the stars. Uh, you understand, don't you, that every light that you see, every every uh, activity of light that you see has a source. You know, you can see me right now because I've got these bright lights shining down on me. There's a source. But there was no physical source when God created light. Do you ever think about that? Uh, So uh, the uh, sun and the moon and the stars came on the fourth creation day. And as we will see later, uh, God himself is the original source of light in the universe. Now, light's an interesting thing, and this is where we're going to go back to high school science. Uh, there are four properties of light. Uh, there's speed, there's reflection, there's color, and there's energy. <clears throat> the speed of light, uh, for those of you that remember or don't remember, is 186,411 miles per second in a vacuum. That's pretty fast. Uh, it's held to be the absolute upper speed of uh, anything in the universe. That's how fast light travels. Every source of light that you see, every everything that you perceive with your eyes is traveling that fast. Uh, And it's the most fundamental property of light, it's the speed of light. Uh, The second property of light is reflection. Uh, Light particles, or they're called photons, and the the word light is actually in that word. Uh, They reflect off other particles or masses and continue to travel at the same speed. And the reflection allows us to see what we perceive as light reflecting off the objects with our, uh, into our eyes. You see, you don't actually see this bottle. You're actually seeing the light that's reflected off that bottle. That's the reality. Uh, all, uh, white is all visible light reflected, and black is none of the visible light being reflected. That's the difference between the pure white and pure black. Uh, the third property of light is color. Uh, could you go ahead and put the chart up? Nick? That's, a, that's a spectrum chart. Uh, you see the, the bottom of the chart, you have the, the part that is colored. That part, that small part of the whole spectrum of light <coughs> is all that we can perceive with our eyes. Just that small portion. And uh, the, uh, the chart shows shows uh, uh, wavelength, which is part of light, and the, to the right of the screen on, the, on the, the blue big part, to the right is low frequency, and to the left is high frequency. Uh, so red is a lower frequency, as you see on the right of the color part, is the lower frequency of light that we can perceive with our eyes, and violet is in the upper frequency, the higher frequency of light. Uh, color refers to the range. Of light on the electromagnetic spectrum. Uh, uh, the fourth thing having to do with the properties of light is energy, and this is really important. And God made a miraculous thing when He made light. And this is what I want. This is the reason I'm showing you this. God made a miraculous thing when He made light. Uh, the uh, energy, uh, light in the form of protons with different frequencies, transports energy. Uh, Visible light is only a very small portion of the light spectrum, as I said, and the frequency of light increases, radiated energy increases as well. So you see at the right side of the uh, spectrum range, we have radio waves, which are very low frequency. On the left, you have gamma rays, which can kill you in an instant. They have so much energy. There's less energy in the lower range. There's much more energy. Go up through ultraviolet to x-rays to gamma rays. Uh, That's how powerful light is. Uh, the reason you get a sunburn, you ever think about this? The reason you get a sunburn is because of the light. You can't see the light because it's beyond our range in our eyes to see. But that that uh, ultraviolet hits your skin and actually causes your sunburn. So, and because it, it's a higher frequency and the, the higher you go, the more powerful it is into atomic energy. So, the three, and you go ahead and take that down if everybody's got their eyes full of that. Uh, You can see that we have speed, reflection, color, and energy. All four are extremely important to us. Without the speed of light, we'd have no way of understanding the size of our universe. Uh, We calculate distance by the speed of light. We measure distance among the stars in light years. Uh, The nearest star is over four light years away. Now, if you don't, you know, four doesn't sound like a big number, does it? But you think about 186 Plus thousand miles miles per second, taking four years to travel from that star to the Earth. If you were to travel at the highest rate that uh, man can go right now, can actually travel right now to reach that star, it would take you over twenty thousand years to get there. That's how fast. That's how far the distance is. We actually measure by the speed of light. Uh, our universe. We, we couldn't know how big it is. And to me, you know, when the Bible says the heavens declare the glory of God, my goodness, he's a big God to create a universe that size. Uh, the reflection of light, uh, which is the second property of light, uh, allows our eyes to see. You know, when you see something, you're not actually seeing it. Did you know that? You're seeing, you're seeing the reflection of light off of this coming into your eyes, and it actually hits the back of your eyes, which is another reflective service surface, and uh, the cones in your eyes interpret that light, turn it into electrical energy, which goes to the cortex in the back of your brain, and your brain analyzes that and turns it into pictures. And another funny thing about the way God created us, it's amazing how he created us. The image that you see in the back of your eye, it's upside down. Did you know that? And our brain turns it right side up. So, uh, but the reflection it makes it possible for us to see and uh, comprehend our universe uh the color in light uh, we wouldn't be able to appreciate god's beauty without color uh, when we see a single color we're seeing the reflection of only that wavelength of light and does anybody have any idea how many different colors we can see <clears throat> yeah <Three>? no <laughs> we can actually now three colors make are the primary colors yes But how many different colors can the normal human eye see? A million. Believe it or not, you can see a million different colors with your eye. You think, how did that happen accidentally anyway? How did we evolve that? God made us marvelously. And He he created light so that we could appreciate the universe, He created color so that we could appreciate the universe. Without the energy of light, think about this this is the energy that light produces. The earth would be void of any life. There couldn't be any life without the light's energy. And since it's the energy of light from the sun that warms the earth, it affects the weather, it allows the plants to grow, it creates the oxygen to breathe, and much, much more. Light's amazing. It's a marvelous thing that God created for us. So that'll just give you an idea. You know, when God created light, He did He did something not just for uh, practical purposes which he did but he also used light as a an object lesson for us uh, you see Genesis 1-4 after he created light it, the Bible says God saw the light was good that's number one he saw the light was good number two God separated the light from the darkness uh, has anybody ever noticed that darkness is not light it's uh, uh, and and light when you you don't turn on the darkness, you turn on the light. Uh, light can't can't uh, overcome darkness, but darkness can't overcome light. God made a separation between lightness and dark, and uh, it wasn't just the physical separation. There's also spiritual application to it, and that's basically what we want to talk about this morning. Since God said said that light was good, and then He said, "I'm going to separate." light from darkness there's an inference to the darkness is not being good i hope you can see that uh we're not talking about the color black or anything like that but darkness in the bible is is a is different than light and that there's that separation that's always been there and it's it's the object lesson that we're going to look at uh since the creation uh they've been both a physical reality. And uh, much used in Bible metaphors. And we're going to look at four different Bible metaphors that light's used in. Uh, light, number one, is a revelation of who God is. Number two, light and darkness represent good and evil in the Bible. Number three, light is also used as a metaphor for the truths that God reveals to us. And number four, light, uh, God's light, is to be revealed through our light. And we're going to look at some uh, verses that have to do with those four things. The first uh, thing that light is in, in scripture is it reveals who God is. John chapter 1 verses five through uh, 1 through 5 says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. Jesus was there at creation. In him was life and the life was the light of men the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it uh that's where darkness doesn't overrule light light always puts out darkness and this is talking about jesus in fact the the next few verses talk about john and it says that john wasn't that light but he talked about that light the light is specifically jesus christ and then verse nine says there was the true light which coming into the world enlightens every man uh, light is used as a metaphor for Jesus Christ. He is the light. And that, in that light is life. Uh, remember when Zechariah was uh, prophesying about John, the ministry of John the Baptist in Luke chapter 1, uh, verses 76 to 79 says, And you, child, this is talking about John the Baptist before he's born, will be called the prophet of the Most High. For you will go uh, on before the Lord to prepare his ways to give to his people the knowledge of, of uh, salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death. Talking about Jesus coming and shining on, on the world to guide our feet into the way of peace. And then uh, Isaiah, uh, speaking of the new creation, the future creation that we're going to be involved in, if heaven, if you will, it says uh, in Isaiah chapter 60, verses 19 to 20. It says, "No longer will you have the sun for day, for light by day, nor for brightness will the moon give you light, but you will have the Lord for an everlasting light." Remember when God created the heavens and the earth, and He created light before the light sources. He's the light source. He was the light source in creation, and in the new creation, when the sun and moon are done away with, and the stars, He's going to be the light. Uh, you will have the Lord for an everlasting light, your God for your glory. The sun will no longer set, nor will your moon wane, for you will have the Lord for an everlasting light. And the days of your morning will be over. That's I'm looking forward to that day. Uh, and then Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 6 says, For God, who said light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Do you know why you understand spiritual things in your life? You know why you can read the Bible and understand what it says, where other people can read the same thing and not understand it? Because God has given you light. He's revealed himself to you through the scriptures. That's that's been, in my own life, that was one of the most powerful things, one of the most immediate things that happened to me when I I asked the Lord to be my Savior. I could actually read the scripture and understand it. And I tried before, and I couldn't. Uh, the second metaphor uh, good and evil john chapter 3 verses 19 to 21 says this is the judgment that light has come into the world and men love the darkness rather than the light we need to understand that these days by the way the reason people are evil is because they don't want light the light of god on their lives they love the darkness they live in before i was saved I love being that self-centered, self-motivated, the universe revolves around me person. That was me. I was sitting in darkness. I didn't want anybody to tell me I was wrong. I still struggle with that a little bit, by the way. I do. But I was, I was totally in the dark, and I, and I loved it there. This is the judgment. Lights coming to the world. And the men love darkness rather than light. And by the way, that the word light there is a direct reference to Jesus Christ himself. For their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light so that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. And we believers, we want God to, to see the goodness that he's produced in us. And and sometimes we like to hide our sin, our darkness from God. But we we recognize, haven't you noticed when you sin and you know you sin, you don't like it, you don't like being there? That's because the light's shining. When when you show sin to an unbeliever, it just makes them mad. That's why people react the way they do. It's pretty simple. Then John chapter 8, verse 12 says, Then Jesus again spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus promises us that we can walk in light. And then uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 through 5 says, And even if our gospel is veiled, it's veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Jesus Christ. When you when you witness to somebody and they just can't see it, that's why. They, the God of this world, is blind to their minds, blind to their hearts. Uh, uh, the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus is Lord, and ourselves as your bondservants for Jesus' sake. So like contrasts good and evil in the scriptures. Then uh, we see where light in the scriptures it's themselves reveal God's truth. Uh, Psalm 119, These some of these are pretty familiar verses. Uh, this is one of my favorite verses, actually, in the Bible. It's one of my life verses. And Psalm 119, 105 says, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And I learned that lesson. I may have told you this before, but I'm going to tell it again anyway. It counts on my time for preaching. So, uh, I, was, I was over in England, and I had a car breakdown, and it was a night. It, was, it dark of night and uh it was out in the country and I, it was a short walk to where i needed to go about about a half a mile walk but part of that walk was through uh, a path that led through an arbor that was completely grown over with trees like this and uh it was about an, i think about an eighth of a mile walk ac- down this pathway it was and, it, and there was no moon that night and it was overcast so it was and then under those trees, it was pitch black. I could not see, literally see my hand in front of my face. And I had to walk all that distance. The only way I could do it was to shuffle along a little ways and then sort of scoop my feet sideways, one side to the other to find the edges of the path and try to stay down in the middle of it. It's scary in the dark. And, uh, but God's word, spiritually speaking, shines a lamp onto our feet. And that's so you can see where you stand. And a light to my path to see where I'm going. I couldn't see where I was standing and I couldn't see where I was going. And that verse really came through to me that night. Then Psalm 119, 130 says, The unfolding of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. I'm a pretty simple guy. But I've learned some pretty deep spiritual truths just by what the the word of God has revealed to me. Then uh, Psalm 19, verse 8 says, The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, and enlightening the eyes. There's that metaphor again, giving light to our eyes. And then Proverbs 6.23 says, For the commandment is the lamp, and the teaching is light, and reproofs for discipline are the way of life. Uh, not only does the light shine on the good things, but the light also shines on the bad things. And God's brought discipline into my life by revealing to me, by, the, by his word, what's right and what's wrong in my life. So uh, the the light is very, very uh, obvious in Scripture as, as showing uh, what God's truth. And then fourthly, and we're getting going to get on the fourth uh, uh, application here, we're going to get a little bit more personal. The light is how we, you and I, are to reveal God. Uh, <clears throat> another verse that was really meaningful to me. Uh, meaningful to me when i was a young christian uh, i was at a navigators conference and and they had a a message given on isaiah 59 and while i was uh, i was kind of discouraged at that time by the way and and disappointed in how things were turning out in my young christian life and uh, as we were reading in, in isaiah i glanced across the page to isaiah 60 and just happened to read these two verses uh, this is uh, talking of Israel, talking about Israel's influence on the world. world but God can use verses out of the, the scriptures, uh, a little bit out of context, if you will, to show spiritual truths. And he showed me some, um, a marvelous truth here. Isaiah 60, verses 1 and 2 says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, deep darkness of peoples, but the Lord will arise upon you. And his glory will appear upon you. That amazed me when I read that. That means God's glory, his his light, the light that I look to God, his his purity, his graciousness, his his marvelousness actually shines upon us and we're a reflection of that light. I didn't dig deep down into my heart to find the goodness to bring out before people. God's shown his goodness on me and any goodness you see is a reflection of his goodness and uh, to me that was a, a a life-changing uh happening in my life when i realized it's not about my efforts anymore it's about what he's doing in my life that makes the difference uh, he's the source of our light uh our witness is our light Acts acts 26 this is when paul was on the road to damascus and jesus confronted him face to face and said i got a job for you to do and here's what he said but get up Stand on your feet for this purpose I have appeared to you to appoint you a minister and a witness not only to the things which you have seen, but also to the things in which I will appear to you, rescuing you from the Jewish people and from the Gentiles to whom I'm sending you, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light, from the dominion of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Now that was Paul's commission. But if you think about what's being said there, that's also our commission. Our primary job is to, as Christians, is to reveal the gospel to other people. To to show them that they're living in darkness and to show them that there's a source of light and to lead them to Christ. Uh, So our witness is is how we're to reveal uh, the light uh, of God. Uh, Our behavior, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6 through 10 says, Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. You notice there's a a command not to partake in those dark things. The, The only reason God gives us command is because there's a possibility that we do those things. And some of us, I'm afraid, are doing those dark things instead of doing the right things. This is our behavior. But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Trying to learn. I love that verse 10 because this puts it. I I haven't learned, but I'm trying. (laughs) Okay. Trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Uh, We're to have lives that display the light of Christ. And uh, the light in revealing God has to do with our mindset. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 4 through 8. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day would overtake you like a thief, for you are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of night, or, nor of darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep do their sleeping at night. Those who get drunk get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, I'm talking about the light again, let us be sober. Having put on the breastplate of faith and love and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Uh, our mindset, and this, is, this has been a problem, I'm afraid, and I'll get a little preachy here, I guess. This has been a problem I've seen among Christians these days is our minds is not set on the godly things. Our minds is set on the, the circumstances that we're going through. Are we, are we having problems right now? Is the world a mess right now? Absolutely. But as believers, we, we have the ability to understand that the things that are going on are because of the darkness that's in the world, and we're supposed to be different than the world. If we're sitting and griping and complaining and pointing fingers and making all these noises uh, and not addressing the world with the answer, which is the gospel, we're no different. and We need to, we need to change. Uh, our calling 1 Peter 2.9 says you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You're a chosen race. You're a royal priesthood. You're a holy nation. You're a people for God's own possession. That refers directly back to Israel, of course, but it's also talking about believers. We're, we're partakers of the promises of Israel. And he's made us these things. And, and uh, we need to understand where we stand, what, what our calling really is. It's, it's to be the people that God called us to be. You notice all these verses uh, point out that we're supposed to live differently than those around us. We know that God's in control. We have an insight on life the world doesn't have. And we have promises he's given us that we're, he'll be with us through all of this. Wherever this thing ends that we're going through right now, if it doesn't end, what's the worst case scenario? America goes down the tubes. We become a socialist nation. Uh, rioters take over the streets. Where do we stand as Christians when all these things are going on? Is your hope in the world? Is your hope on fixing the world? Making it like it used to be? Or are you looking to Christ? To be your light and be a light to the world. So we've seen lights a revelation of who God is. Light and darkness represent good and evil. Light also is used to show the truths that God reveals. And God's light is to reveal through our lives. And so we want to come to a challenge related to these these four things. The first thing is, is since light reveals the Lord, who is the Lord to you? Who is he to you? Is he just number one in your life? You know, there's a difference between number one and the only. You see, I, I, I have a wife. We've been married 50 years. If I, if I was to say she's number one in my life, but Sally over there, she's number two. How's that work? Is that going to work? No. She's the only. She's the only one. And God wants to be the only in your life. He doesn't want to be number two. Or number one, even. He wants to be the only. Psalm 27, one says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. Whom shall I dread? Are you afraid these days of what's going on? If he's your light, you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to fear what's going to happen. You can take precautions. That's important. You don't have to fear. Uh, Micah 7.8 says, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy, though I fall. I will rise. Though I dwell in darkness, the Lord is the light for me. No matter what happens in our circumstances, God is there. He offers that light. He offers that life to you. Uh, Seeing good and evil. Do you understand the difference between good and evil? Certainly, uh, we can see evil in the world. Well, you know, uh, Jesus dealt with the Pharisees down this line. They were... Uh, really good at pointing out problems in other people's lives Uh, they had exemplary lives and they said look at me look how good i'm doing here's how here's how jesus confronted them in john chapter 9 verse 39 to 41 jesus said for judgment i came into this world so that those who do not see may see and those who see may become blind those of the pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him we're not blind too are we and jesus said to them if you were blind You would have no sin, but since you say we see, your sin remains. There's a very subtle meaning here. It means that if you say that you're okay, and you don't think there's anything wrong in your life, and you think you can see, actually you can't. And you can't really see until you recognize your blindness to your own darkness. I think that's what he's talking about there. And that's true with people today. You know, you can talk to people about a relationship with God, and they say, well, I'm pretty good. I, I, I give uh, i go to church every sunday or practically every sunday except when i'm on a good fishing day and and uh and i give money and i help people out and i think god's looking down on me pretty good do you actually have you ever actually asked god to turn on a searchlight on your heart though and find out about the wickedness, wickedness that actually in you in you psalm 139 Twenty-three and 24. These are verses that I've prayed over and over in my life. Uh, it says, search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. I want God to turn the searchlight on my heart, find out where I'm wrong, and get me straightened out, because that's the way I'm supposed to live. I have to admit that I'm blind to my own sin, my own darkness i have to ask god to shine that light on my heart and we need to see the truth are you a truth seeker if you get on on facebook they have these things called memes those of you who are familiar with what i'm talking about people are throwing these memes all around they have little terse sayings a lot of times they're based in truth a lot of times they're just a diversion from the truth and a lot of times they're just absolute falseness what's the truth today what politician what politicians tell them the truth today who do you believe? Uh, do you need masks or not need masks? Do you need, is is this a, is this really a pandemic or is it all made up? Is it all about politics or isn't it? Uh, is George, is uh, uh, Donald Trump telling the truth or is Nancy Pelosi telling the truth? I, I can get all, all kinds of things. Uh, who knows the truth? But uh, we need to, the, the source of truth, the source of uh, wisdom is the scriptures. Uh, John 8, 31 and 32. Jesus was saying to those Jews who had believed him, if you continue in my word, you then you are truly disciples of mine, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. You know, I don't have to pay attention to all this that's going around. Now, as far as a mask is concerned, if you want my view on masks, I'll wear them where they're required. If someone says, uh, I'd like you to wear a mask, I don't have any problem with that. If if the uh, if I have to have to buckle under, so what? I'm not gonna. The main thing is I'm not gonna let a mask cause a barrier where I can't communicate with someone, and and demonstrate the reality of of Christ in my life. And you can take any issue you want to, and if it becomes a barrier between you and someone else in communications, you're focusing on the wrong thing. We need to back off. We need to stop stop making so much noise about things that really in the long run don't matter that much. Uh, It's complicated, sure. But we need to focus on what's important. Keep the main thing the main thing. The final thing is to see our responsibility. What are you doing today to let your light shine? Matthew 5, 14 through 16 says, you are the light of the world. Jesus was the light when he was here, physically. And he's saying now, you're the light of the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. People need to see who we are as believers. We don't have to argue with them. We don't have to uh, take a stand on some of the issues we're taking a stand on without, without any chance of being moved. We need to demonstrate Christ in our lives to people with compassion. Uh, Philippians chapter 2 verse 14 through 16 says, Do all things without grumbling and disputing. Boy, a lot of us fail right on there, right off the bat. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, so that you will prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God above reproach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world, holding fast the word of life. We need to be doing that. All things without grumbling and disputing, proving yourself blameless and innocent above approach in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. And if that describes any any generation, it's this generation. So how are you living today? Are you sitting in the dark, so to speak, grumbling, complaining about our circumstances, just like the rest of the world? Or is your light being hidden under a basket? Have a close look at what God has done for you and let your light shine. Uh, Three more passages. Psalm 56, 13, For you have delivered my soul from death, indeed, my feet from stumbling, so that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Psalm 89, 15, How blessed are the people who know know the joyful sound. O Lord, they walk in the light of your countenance. And then 1 John uh, 5-7, 1 John 1, 5-7 says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and don't practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So my final thought to you this morning is let's, let's start walking in the light. Let's start doing the things that God wants us to do and means for us to do. One of the things that that I think as a church, and and Todd mentioned it this morning, uh, and I'll just set my heart out before you right now, uh, church isn't supposed to be meeting Sunday morning for an hour saying, hi, how are you, and then going home, listening to a message and then going home. Church is supposed to be ministry. And we as a church need to get back to ministry. We need to be ministering to our kids. We need to be ministering to our neighborhood. We need, we need to be ministering to one another and unless we can get back to doing that we're not being church and the restrictions that we have right now we need to we need to be praying about this and we need to be working toward this that we might get back on track where we belong well let's uh, let's go to the Lord. Father thank you so much for what you've shown us this morning thank you for being our light. thank you for such a great creation father that we can enjoy you give us the senses to, to comprehend it and especially the, the way you provided us with the sight and, and uh, light. And thank you so much also, for our, Father, for your word, what it means to us. We pray that you help us to be uh, more intense about studying your word and, and learning the things that you have for us to do. Help us to also to be doers of the word and not hearers only. We just uh, commit these uh, times to you, Father, and commit ourselves to you. And we pray these things in Jesus' name.
1: Service this morning. Thank you, Brother Jim. Um, I was reminded of something as you were talking about that about, you know, science. A lot of people think science um, and religion, Christianity, don't go together, but um, I find that when you get dig into science, it really proves uh, so much about that we, have, we, we worship a great big God. Andy's good, and I was reminded of something, and it, it was this: and that if uh, if the entire distance between the Earth and the Sun, which is ninety three million miles, could be put into a thickness of a piece of paper, then the distance to the nearest star would be a stack of paper seventy feet high, and the diameter of the Milky Way would be a stack of paper three hundred and ten miles high, and the Milky Way is just a speck. In our universe. All of that is what Christ holds together with the word of his power. He's big. And the question for us is, is, is that the type of person that you ask to be your assistant? Is that the one you want to be your secretary? That you're like, I need you to do these little things for me. No, that's a God that you fall down and worship. Because he's worthy of it. And that's the only response we have. Let's pray. Father, thank you that uh, you have revealed yourself and shown us how, how big you are, but not just big, Lord, but you are gracious. Father, that the psalmist can say um, he is not afraid of his enemies because he trusts in you, and he trusts in you because he knows he's good, that you are good. That you, are, uh, you have sent your son to, to die in our place. That We don't deserve it. We have spent your face. We have not treated you as we should. I and mean, you, are, you are awesome. But you are also just that you would send the punishment of our sins and not put them on us if we will trust in what Christ did because you placed those on Christ. And who could even imagine that you would do something like that? But, Father, you have done that. You have made a way. You have, you have made it that we, have, that we have, can have right relationship with you, and we thank you for that. Father, help us to go out and be light, to be that reflection that you have brought into our lives, that you have brought light into us, that you have kicked the darkness out and that we can reflect back to the world the, the your goodness and we can be that light to the to the world father help us to do that in jesus name amen